Got it. Is outbound text messaging legal? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> is it really? Because yeah. I thought it was a a violation of the TCPA Act. No. So there's a lot of confusion between two bodies, the TCPA and the CTIA. CTIA. Uh, I've yeah. never heard of that. Yeah. So um, ba the basic breakdown goes like this. TCPA is federal regulations. There are, there are state versions of this as well, but it's regulation of the telecom industry. TCPA is very macro. It's very big and it applies almost exclusively to um, robo dialing or, or just like auto calls, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it doesn't really apply to text messaging. The only, the only thing caveats for text messaging is that if it's outbound is that it, it can't be through an auto dialer, which launch control is not. Mm. And you cannot sell a product or a service. Mm. So you can't be like 30% discount, blah, 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 right? Yeah. That you have to have opt-in to do. If you have opt-in, you can text message anything. That you can sell a product or service, you can give discounts, you can do but whatever. But is wholesaling a service or is being no, a realtor so, a service? Um, wow, that's an important distinction. Okay, mm -hmm. so wholesaling, because you are not taking a commission for what you're doing, you're not actually providing a service. You're just a middleman in a, mm -hmm. in, in transaction. The homeowner doesn't necessarily know that, but if you're not paying, the homeowner isn't paying a fee to a wholesaler, mm. it's there. It's just a transaction between two individuals. So it's not a product or a service that's being sold. And and this is you know this has been tested and proven. It's it's not something. It's the thing that people worry about. Yeah, and it's not what they should be worried about. Oh, okay, because there we send millions and millions of messages a month. That that isn't where people have issues. Where people have issues is with the CTIA. CTIA is the um, best practices mm -hmm. put down by the carriers as, as telecom industry best practices specific to text messaging. So all of the things that people have been asked to do recently in terms of like provide your EIN number, mm -hmm. provide proof of website. your website with opt-in, all of that, all of that mm -hmm. is CTIA. It has nothing to do with the with federal guidelines. It is a business to business relationship that you are establishing with the carriers. So in order to establish that business to business relationship, there they want to vet your company and say basically that everyone agrees to to the best of their ability to follow best practices or to follow as closely as they can these guidelines that have been set down by the carriers. Mm -hmm. So in that business to business relationship, they have the ability to manage that relationship. So when you're sending text messages, it doesn't matter if it's through launch or any other platform, the way that they view it through the, the carriers and the campaign registry, which is the body they use to get all of these B2B relationships set up, mm -hmm. is it's a single channel between your company and the carriers. Mm -hmm. And and any of that traffic goes through, it it they have the ability to filter it based off of their best practices or mm -hmm. to, in the worst case scenario, shut down your ability to text mm. because it didn't meet their guidelines. Mm. Nothing legal about it. There are no fines associated with it. The worst case scenario is that you're going to be told you can't text anymore because you 
you broke those guidelines or were too far outside of those guidelines mm -hmm. for them to allow your campaign to continue. Yeah. So everybody's concern is in the wrong place, right? Like it, the the legality side of things is is not where where you're gonna, you're going to have any problems. The business best practices, the B two B relationship. If you do not take a recipient first approach, you could get yourself into trouble. And by trouble, I mean you could have your ability to use that outbound uh, system taken away because of not following closely enough with the best practices. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you could get sued too, right? The 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 only time anybody ever gets sued on like there was a there was a case that came out of Texas recently and it made some of the the group discussion boards. And uh if you if you read through it, the uh law held and by the way, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, this is can, not legal advice. This so. is not legal <laughs> advice. I We're can gonna connect, put a warning underneath. I can this. connect yeah. you with yeah. with the compliance professionals, but um, the 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 use case held right. It wasn't selling a product or service wasn't a problem. But if you really read through the documents, mm -hmm. what got this particular company in trouble? Yeah, is that the person involved had asked to opt out like a dozen times. Oh, they requested it, to opt out. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't respected, mm. and and they just kept hitting them up again and again because uh -huh. they weren't looking at it as a recipient; they were looking at it as data. Yeah, and and by not honoring that opt out, not only does that break CTIA best practices, mm -hmm. it becomes abusive behavior, and abusive behavior is the kind of thing that gets people in trouble. Yeah, nobody, no single homeowner is going to go through the hoops of trying to go through a lawsuit for a single text that honored an opt-out. Yeah. Nobody. Mm -hmm. It's only when people get abusive and they and they find loopholes. Like Launch Control has a million checks and balances to keep people from being abusive. Mm -hmm. But if, if you find a loophole or you're using multiple platforms and you're sending the same people messages and you're not honoring opt-out, mm -hmm. that's a problem. You have to look at it as a recipient. So it it never gets to that point of legality unless abuse was involved in some way, shape, or form. So I was actually sued for the TCPA Act. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of other real estate people that were sued for the TCPA Act because what happened is there's like lawyers that kind of just look for it. Yeah. And then whenever they get a text message, they engage and then they get your information and then they file a lawsuit. So that happened to me. I ended up having to pay like 15,000. Um, I've had friends who paid like 30,000, depending on like how many text messages or cold calls or ringless voicemails they've made. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say someone's listening to this and they do get sued by uh, a homeowner or a lawyer, which like, I guess we can't really give legal advice, but what have you seen happen in the past? We, we have, I don't, I don't know of any case of anyone using launch control where, where it's come to that. Oh, that's good. But, uh, what I would suggest there are, there are in terms of legal advice, mm -hmm. there are people that focus exclusively on compliance mm -hmm. and compliance law. Mm. And, uh, we can put people, if they are using launch control, we can put them in direct contact with uh, those professionals, but you have to seek professional advice in yeah. that sense. Like don't, 
don't take action on something that is legal mm -hmm. without legal representation. That's yeah. just simple advice for any business. Yeah. So when I got sued, what happened was, um, I don't even know if I should talk about this, but uh, we contacted a homeowner and he was like, yeah, yeah, I want to sell. Like he, he told us, oh, I want to sell for 200 and the house, we thought the house was worth 500. So we're like, oh, okay, this is like a good deal. So we started talking to the guy and then he was like, yeah, yeah. Like what, what was your, what was your guys' company name? Oh, okay. Yeah. What's your address? And then I remember I had an acquisition person and I heard him ask him that. And I was like, oh, that's a weird question. And I started paying more attention to their conversation. And then long story short, he sued us. And then it was like, I think it was like for 15 grand or something like that. And then I was like, all right. We got to hire a lawyer. So we hired like a, a lawyer that actually worked with Brett Daniels. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you know who Brett Daniels yeah, is. Yeah. So he worked with Brett Daniels and um, the lawyer and the homeowner butted heads. And then the guy got even more upset and was like, uh, I'm, we're, we're taking this all the way, all this stuff. And I ended up calling the homeowner and apologizing and then we negotiated like a settlement um, because what ended up happening was paying the lawyer just added to the cost and they were charging us like per call and like per hour to review the contracts and like all this stuff. And um, we ended up settling. But yeah, that was my experience of getting sued.